Welcome to Bicycle Retail Radio, the bicycle industry podcast that brings retailers, vendors, advocates, and thought leaders to the mic for honest discussions about the latest issues facing retailers while taking an in-depth look at the person within the profession. Hello, welcome to Bicycle Retail Radio. I'm MBDA President Heather Mason. We have a powerhouse team with us today. Joining us from Lifetime is the crew behind Sea Otter Classic, Kristen Carpenter, founder of Verde Brand Communications, Holly Carlson, owner of Fawcett's Marketing, and Sarah Temlek, manager of Expo Sales for Lifetime Sea Otter Classic. Get to know the world's premier cycling festival. The Lifetime Sea Otter Classic is a four-day celebration of cycling featuring 9,000 athletes, 7,000 campers, 1,000 exhibiting brands, and 400 international media representatives. The 33rd annual Sea Otter Classic is set to take place April 20th through 23rd, 2023 at the Laguna Seca Recreation Area in Monterey, California. Today's podcast conversation includes updates for the 2023 event, conversation around the Sea Otter Classic Summit taking place April 17th through the 19th, and the first ever industry day to be held April 20th. The conversation ends with a call out on why we want retailers and the industry to truly unite this April in Monterey. I had a lot of fun with this. It's not often that I get together with three powerhouse ladies to talk about the industry, what we're doing as a whole to inflict positive change. And you're really going to love this one. Without further ado, let's do it. All right. So Sea Otter, an iconic cycling event, one I'm really familiar with. No other event brings together professional riders, industry brands, retailers, consumers. I mean, it's the heart of everything we do cycling since I was a young girl, since my very start into the sport. I've been thrilled about Sea Otter and it's happening April 2023. Welcome, Holly, Sarah, Kristen, a powerhouse team behind the crew at Sea Otter to Bicycle Retail Radio. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's an honor to be here. I feel so fortunate to have you three on our podcast to speak with our audience about the event taking place in April 2023. Not only do we have the summit which Kristen, I just want to get in, into that with you here shortly. The summit taking place the 17th through 19th. We also have a retailer industry day, which is new for 2023, working synergistic with the NBDA brands and retailers to put on an industry day, unheard of. And then finally, the classic festival, the 20th through 23rd. Before we dive in here, listeners, I need to introduce you to this team. So let's just start with Kristen Carpenter, founder of Verde Brand Communications, Behind the scenes with Sea Otter, Kristen, can you give us just a little bit about your role, your history in our industry and what you're doing with Sea Otter? Yes, I would be happy to do that. And again, thank you so much for pulling this together. It's great to be here. So my background, I mean, I was a journalist for 11 years prior to opening Verity Brand Communications. And just a shout out to Mark Sani, a bicycle retailer who was my first boss as a magazine journalist. So I've gone back quite a ways and always really worked to cycling is my love and my passion. And I've always brought cycling brands into Verde, but we've also had just an outdoor recreation focus. So, you know, 22 years in, 
we've got a great team and I really am proud of the work that we've done. But I'm also just excited that we're able to serve the outdoor recreation and the cycling space just the way that our brands need us to in terms of being on the front lines for them because everything is changing so quickly, especially with the pandemic. I mean, it's just everything is supercharged in terms of how much we're going through from a change and transition standpoint and how we do business, how we show up for consumers, etc. So I couldn't be more excited to help Lifetime with the Executive Summit, the Seattle Classic Summit, and then also just working with Sarah and Holly and the incredible team at Lifetime with Sea Otter. Really happy to be here. Kristen, I'm thrilled to have you on the podcast. And like I said, you know, for listeners, Kristen's been in the industry for decades. I mean, a decade-long journalism career, and she's worked on staff for major consumer lifestyle magazines, trade titles. She's so networked, so connected, and bringing her energy to the summit. Last year, I was able to experience firsthand myself the work that you do, Kristen. And just a minute here, I want to get into the summit for this year. I'm registered, looking forward to attending, and I saw your agenda. It just looks jam-packed. So thank you for the work you do. Oh, thank you. All right. So next is Sarah Timlek. So Sarah has been with Sea Otter managing the expo sales for the Lifetime Sea Otter Classic since 2016, working closely with brands across North America and around the world for the Sea Otter Classic Expo and the whole strategy within. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Would you give our listeners just a little bit about the work you're doing with Sea Otter? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, and and it's great to be here too. Thank you so much, Heather, for having us. It's an honor. I've been working with Sea Otter since 2016. Really, my main mission when I first chatted with Frank Johannan about what he needed from me was to really grow and diversify the expo. I was really taking off when I joined Sea Otter and there was a lot of momentum, but my task was really just cultivating that momentum and nurturing the expo into really what it's become today, which is a world-class leading consumer event. And as far as I'm aware of the largest consumer cycling festival and expo in North America. Yeah. I mean, 900 plus brands, right, Sarah? I mean, that's amazing work. You have to feel so proud to be something that, you know, I've heard referred to as joyful and authentic and just the way you're uniting the whole industry really appreciate the work you've done. And you know, I can speak on behalf of the MBDA. We are so thankful to be involved with the work that the Sea Otter Classic, Sea Otter Summit, and Lifetime is doing this year. Our final guest, Holly Colson. So a marketing professional for 25 years, the owner of Fawcett's Marketing, a fun-loving agency. Holly, you took on a job with Lifetime, Sea Otter Classic in 2019, I believe, serving in the marketing department. Can you give us a little bit of the background on that? Yeah. So actually, at that point, we were just the Otter Classic. And it was prior to the lifetime purchase and a lot of changing, a lot of moving and shaking since 2019, as everyone can recall. And so we acted, Facets Marketing came in acting as a full service marketing department for the Sea Otter Classic. And we've been thrilled to do all the moving and shaking and changing that we've done up until this point. And now taking on a different role and also working with the summit as well and Kristen and her team. Well, I'm happy to have you three here. Let's just dive into it. Our listenership is very broad. And I know some people maybe might not 
believe it or not, be familiar with the Sea Otter Classic. So if you're a listener and you're not familiar, seaotterclassic.com is the website located in Monterey, California. It's the largest gathering of cycling and outdoor enthusiasts in North America. And basically it offers every type of competitive bike racing and recreational tour imaginable. We have a large expo. There's a hub, lots of product demos, professionals, and I think in 2021, panel, correct me if I'm wrong, Lifetime took over Sea Otter. Can we give a little more to our listeners just about the history of Sea Otter Classic and what happened in July of 2021? So I don't know how deep you want me to go, but I will say that Sea Otter Classic, the very first Sea Otter Classic was actually called the Laguna Seca Challenge. It was held in 1991. There were approximately 150 spectators and there were 350 athletes and they all came together and gathered for a mountain bike race and a barbecue. So so I love it. Yeah. Isn't that great? Some pretty humble (laughs) beginnings. But Frank Johannan, our founder, knew he had the perfect venue and he had the perfect spot on the calendar. So it has definitely grown in popularity over the years. He added more cycling events, road, downhill, all of the disciplines that we see represented today. And he also tried a lot of creative things. There was inline skating one year, roller hockey, even had grass volleyball at Sea Otter, if you can imagine that. Sea Otter, in all those innovations, definitely was one of the first major events to feature e-mountain biking in more recent history. And that innovative spirit has paid off. Sea Otter really became what I would consider the perfect model for bringing brands and consumers together. And that's something that I think Lifetime recognized, wouldn't you say, Kristen, and your experience of how that went? Oh, I think they are by far the leading entity in the outdoor recreation and active lifestyle spaces in terms of consumer experience. Everything they do is about their athletes or their club members' experience. And it really shows every decision they make, every investment they make. And I think that when they saw the opportunity for Sea Otter becoming part of their portfolio and brand, it felt really natural and it felt like something that could be completely additive. And I I really love when we were talking before we hit record about the way Sarah was talking about that from a Sea Otter event standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I think that what I was sharing before we, we started was just, you know, for me, working with all the companies in the expo that I've worked with over the past many years, there was a little bit of nervousness, I think some conversation around what does it mean for Sea Otter when we go from a very you know, grassroots, family-oriented, and I say family-oriented and family-run because really the core team that's been with Sea Otter for so long, some of them almost 30 years, have become a family. And so there was some, you know, conversation and nervousness around what does that mean for the event and how will the event change? And really, I think what Lifetime brought to the table was first and foremost, stepping back and continuing to allow us do what we do best. And I think they they added in some really critical areas. I think they've really enriched the athlete experience. They've put some thought and time into how to improve racing and how to improve the overall sort of racing experience. I'd like to say I think the Expos runs pretty smoothly. And they were basically just there and have been there to support the Expo and to provide help and support whenever it's needed. And otherwise, just kind of stand back and, and, as I said, let us do what we do. And 
As a result, to your point, Heather, it's, it's remained what Sea Otter has become known for, which is a very joyful, authentic event, a wonderful gathering. I mean, it, it's still in many ways a barbecue and a race. It's just a lot bigger. <laughs> and it's the whole industry getting together to celebrate, consumers celebrating and kick off to the cycling season and, and just a really wonderful, happy experience for everyone. Yeah, I'm so thankful to see Sea Otter Classic continue to grow and adapt and pivot and change. I mean, the last couple of years, our industry has met so much change. And it's nice to see the Sea Otter Classic recognize that and include an industry retailer day and having Lifetime come in and connect the dots of working with riders, working with consumers, getting the growth of cycling. Our sport, our industry needs cycling to continue to grow. And Lifetime has positively impacted so many people's lives at so many different touch points that it really does truly connect those dots. So as the MBDA president, working with brands, working with retailers, working with riders, connecting them to their local retailers, being involved in the Seattle Classic and Lifetime and working with you three has been an absolute joy. So really excited for this year, really excited to take part in the summit and the industry day, which we're going to get to. Let's start with the expo then. Now that we've got our listeners yeah. up to speed, they know what Seattle is. We're all ready to come have a good time. Sarah, how are things shaping up for the expo, Seattle Classic Expo 2023? So it's been an amazing year. I mean, it's been absolutely fantastic. This is, I ran the numbers before our, our discussion, the biggest Seattle Expo ever. So we will have 900 brands. And these brands cover all aspects of cycling, along with a really robust and growing presence from the outdoor industry. I think to me, what is most notable about this year is the incredible global brand presence. This year, I have over 100 international brands from more than 15 countries. I have brands coming from Australia, India, Spain, Taiwan, Italy, South Africa. I mean, it's just been an incredible experience working one-on-one -on -one with these brands, identifying their needs chatting them to them about what's important to them about Sea Otter and why they want to come and working with them to get them situated in the expo. It's just going to be an incredible experience and a very global one. Wow, that's such impressive. That's what are very impressive numbers. And you mentioned the outdoor. Is there any segments that you're recognizing either, such as e-bikes or any other sections of our industry that you're seeming to get more people in the expo space? Yeah, definitely e-bikes. That is a category that just continues to grow exponentially for us. I also see a lot of growth, as I said, in the outdoor space, van conversions, companies that cater to van conversions, companies that provide all sorts of different kinds of products to enrich your backcountry experience. Bike packing continues to be a big thing. I think what I also see, which is really exciting, is just a lot of new and innovative brands, a lot of startups, a lot of exciting brands coming from people that didn't necessarily grow up in the cycling industry, but they've come to love it and they're launching neat products or technologies or what have you, and they're coming to Sea Otter for the first time. And, and that's really interesting and exciting. Sarah, you're in the driver's seat communicating with so many of these brands. When you're asking them that question, what's important? Why are you coming? What are some of the responses that you're hearing? Well, it's really interesting. And those responses have changed dramatically 
from when I first started this in 2016. When I first started, it was all about the consumer interface. It was all about reaching that consumer, talking to that end user. That has evolved significantly. Media has become a very important part of Sea Otter, as Holly will attest to. I, I think we get what, like 400 journalists about that register for Press Pass? Yeah, we do. And so media and the media exposure, not just from the endemic cycling side, but the non-endemic too, has become very important. And then I know we're going to touch on this, but I have to bring it up, is this incredible growth of B2B at Sea Otter. And this is something that accelerated a lot over the pandemic. The B2B meetings that have started to take place, I mean, they've always happened at Sea Otter, but it's become sort of the third most important kind of touchstone of the whole experience you know, distributors meeting with suppliers, you name it, those business to business meetings happening. And it's happened very organically. And that's something I want to stress. I've seen very, very large distributors starting to incorporate space within their booth strictly for business to business meetings and media meetings. That has really grown. And it was really funny because last year when I was walking around at the end of the event talking to exhibitors and how's your experience For the very first time I heard, in fact, it was one of the gentlemen from Ritchie saying to me, Industry Day was fantastic this year. And I was like, Industry Day? What is Industry Day? Well, apparently it's Thursday. So, you know, that was something that really evolved from our exhibitors and from the industry sort of needing that. And as a result, you know, we have Industry Day now, but it's more that Sea Otter has really recognized what the industry needs and what's already had already been taking place at Sea Otter. So that's a, a huge change. So I, I would say those three things, the consumer connection, the media connection, and that incredible opportunity to have those business meetings yeah, and I industry love, discussions. I love when things happen organically and then you do step up to fill the need. And I mean, with the void, the inner bike left now, this is a perfect opportunity to have those important face-to-face conversations, those moments that can't happen via Zoom or over the phone. And you truly do now have an international show with so many brands showing up. And outside of brands, the media, as you mentioned, and I know there's a bunch of non-for-profits and other industry associations that'll be there. So as far as retailers, I know we have industry day, but Sarah, from where you're sitting, in your opinion, why should a retailer attend the Sea Otter Expo? I think... From a retail perspective, this is an incredible opportunity for them to not only meet with suppliers and distributors, but it's really an opportunity to discover and try out, demo, get it into their hands, hundreds of of new products, discover new brands, see new technologies. For example, we have this brand launching for the very first time, launching their brand at Sea Otter, and he's an ex-NASA employee. And he's bringing a new tire technology with NASA technology ingrained in it. I won't pretend to know more than that, but I thought it was pretty neat. There, He's going to be launching his brand there. We have a company from New Delhi, which is, is bringing a very innovative personal cooling technology to this stage. So there's just so many exciting new brands to see and try out. And I, I also think it's worth mentioning that retailers can also observe more than 70,000 consumers interacting with brands and getting a sense of of what's hot. What are the trends? I would think from a purchasing perspective, that would be incredibly helpful. 
Yeah, I would agree. And then the expo beyond the brands being, you know, there, there's also food court, there's races taking place, there's demos, there's activities for the kids, right, Sarah? I mean, camping, full schedules online, right? Yeah, there's so much going on at Sea Otter. And that's why, you know, it's so enjoyable, because let's face it, you can go and you can have those meetings and you can, you know, work it from a business perspective. And and that's terrific. But you can also have a really good time. (laughs) Monterey is a wonderful place to visit. The expo is exciting. The racing is phenomenal. I mean, there's nothing quite as exciting as, you know, the dual slalom on a Saturday afternoon. It's just a tremendous experience as well. I can't thank you enough for the work you're doing to bring together so many people. It's truly important work. And Sarah, you're awesome to work with. So I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Holly, you've been involved since 2019. Now we're into 2023. It's the second year of the summit. You're in charge of the marketing. How have things progressed since 2019? And and are you loving what you're doing? And just, yeah, (laughs) catch us up. (laughs) Definitely loving what I'm doing. And I would say we'll skip over that one year that happened after 2019. And what we've seen happen since 2021 has just been incredible. I think that, you know, I first became familiar with Sea Otter as an exhibitor out in the expo and really, you know, having those meetings on Thursdays when nobody knew it was industry day and really getting to know Sea Otter from that side of the fence to turning into marketing and promotions for consumers and seeing the things that we're doing this year that are new, that are really taking hold. In addition to industry day, we've added some new things like free bike Friday, where somebody enters, they can scan and win a bike on Friday. That's presented by Ventim, our road bike sponsor. So there's a $6,000 bike up for grabs when you come in the gate. Earth Day is actually also happening on Saturday this year at Sea Otter. So we've teamed up with our sponsor Continental to offer free tickets. Anyone that comes in with a tire or a tube to recycle, there'll be a container that they can place right at the gate. They can put it in and they can come in. And then we've also embraced Sunday as family day. We've added some new fun programming. Dare I mentioned the bubble guy is coming on Sunday. And in addition to that, kids are really, they're the VIPs on Sunday. They get to bring in two adults with them for free if they're a child ages 12 and under. So we're, we're looking to find, you know, large consumer traffic this year. And we're seeing a lot of our festival pass sales are going up. So in addition to what we're seeing with the expo, the growth has been super exciting. Our retailers for industry day are also definitely letting us know when you put a program out there. And like you were saying earlier, you know, when it's something that you have organically grown and you see it just immediately take off industry day has been a prime example of that. We've got almost 226 retailers, buyers, And I would also add that Thursday's long been a de facto industry day at Sea Otter, and we've seen it take off. The media, as we've mentioned, they're there meeting with brands. We have such a great place on the calendar that a lot of product development schedules have been patterned after Sea Otter so that products are launching. And that really does bring the media and they're covering on Thursday before. The consumer traffic is a little bit lighter on Thursday, so that's definitely made it more of an industry opportunity for them to catch up with each other. It's it's practically a family reunion. So we've seen buyers, solution providers, consumer service companies really be excited and signing up for credentials. We've got about 226 already that are signed up and I expect many more to come in the following weeks. 
Have you signed up for Ride It Daily Extended Service yet? What are you waiting for? It's the extended service plan for your customers that pays you your shop rate for extended service and warranty claims. Rides is only available to NBDA members and it's only available at nbda.com. I'm so excited to hear that retailers are taking advantage of the industry day and are signing up. We're definitely promoting that retailers get to see out and take advantage of the opportunity provided to them. Thinking about the consumer traffic, you know, driving these new riders that found our sport in 2020, 2021, we want to welcome them to engage with us. Can you talk to just like what that consumer traffic is expected to be like? We are expecting about 70,000 over the course of four days. That is also inclusive. We have about 6,000. Camping is sold out. It's a tradition at Sea Otter to be able to camp. I'm camping for the first time ever this year, so I'm really excited to get to experience it myself. We have about 6,000 campers. We're looking at 7,000 athletes. So it's going to be super Sea Otter. We talk about diversification and welcoming more people to join us and play with us and have fun with us and to experience the bicycle industry. I'm loving that I'm hearing you mention kids program. I'm loving that you're mentioning just bringing in people to do group rides of all sizes. We have an e-bike happening. So is that part of your marketing plan just to expand our reach and welcome more people into the Seattle Classic and into our industry? Yeah, definitely. I think that people are going to find this year, you know, we're finally talking about how inclusive we are. Wouldn't you say, Sarah, there's a lot of inclusivity that's long been a part of Sea Otter. We have BIPOC group rides that are happening. We're highlighting with our adaptive athlete lounge. We have para-athlete categories for most all of our races. And so I think that's been a super important part of Sea Otter that we are including in our marketing This year, we're welcoming Adventures for All, which is a group that teaches autistic athletes how to ride a bicycle. They're going to be a part of, they'll have a special zone all to themselves. And it's, it really, I think is spectacular just to see the world come together in all shapes and sizes. And you were also, I've mentioned, I've heard, I think Sarah mentioned, and and I think Kristen did as well briefly, but we're talking about not just the bicycle industry. I've heard mention of the outdoor industry, which will bring us over to the summit in just a second here. But we also, Holly, is that part of your marketing too, to expand beyond the cycling industry and welcome a more inclusive industry that features outdoor sports? Because we are all connected. We're all adventure junkies over here, right? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, you know, omnivores, I would say for most of us, if you are taking your bike and you're going to the outdoors with your tent, you've crossed over those lines. And so we do take every opportunity that we can to make sure that we are including every audience. We actually have a giveaway going on on the outdoor (laughs) side of things this week. So for sure, it's an important Part of the cyclists that are already coming, but those that may not necessarily be cyclists will find that there's a lot for them in the outdoor world at Sea Otter too. Yeah. So maybe this is a great opportunity to talk about the summit then. So the Seattle Classic Summit happened last year for the first time. It was a tremendous event. I was there. I took back so many positive things that I shared with our retailers. How did the thought of the Seattle Classic Summit come together? And what is the mission vision, if you would, for the summit going into 2023 and beyond? This is Kristen. I'm happy to take that. Basically, looking at uh, Lifetime coming in again with that consumer expertise and the prioritization of the consumer experience, whether that's a writer or a person that's you know joined to a community with a, a health club, everything that they do, as I've said, is is tied to that experience. And so 
when we look at the 70,000 plus consumers who come to Sea Otter, when we look at the 6,000 campers, it really is quite obvious that a shared consumer is defining this experience. And while it is a bicycle racing grounded event, as Holly said, and also Sarah has said multiple times throughout this conversation, we are not like, you know, if you look at any of our garages, it's not just bikes. Sure, there's a lot of bikes in there, probably over 10 for each of us. <laughs> but at the same time, we have racks on our car, we go camping, we everything that is outdoors via bike is really what defines that consumer. And then also there's spouses, there's kids, there's friends and family attending, potentially there to watch and support racers who like running and endurance sports and Maybe they have an overland or an RV. Like everybody is there as an outdoor recreation enthusiast. And through COVID, we definitely saw, I think, a very stepped up awareness around the health and wellness benefits and the inclusivity that we all aspire to have as members of these industries and providing experiences or products or whatever it is to the end consumer. So I think that really what started as an executive gathering for many, many years with Sea Otter specifically around bike, expanded in a mindful way when Lifetime came in and really started to include bike as a premier tent stake, if you will, (laughs) with other tent stakes holding up a tent for outdoor recreation. And so that's really where the impetus came from. And as I look at, you know, 900 exhibitors, I mean, congratulations, first and foremost, Sarah, like I literally pass off to you for what you've done with the expo this year. Brands are looking for consumer touch points, consumer gathering places to have B2B gatherings. Like that is definitely the future. Everybody is looking at that who has maybe a legacy trade show. They're all looking at this model. And Sea Otter is, I think, a pinnacle part of this model. And Lifetime, I think, is creating really like raising the bar and showing that, hey, you know, we're, we're creating a, an incredible opportunity for you to get close to your consumer to understand product feedback or see how they are, quote, in the wild. But also we're enabling these brands to come together. And and as you said, Heather, like they're doing it organically. And Lifetime is all about providing like the tools that they need to make this a B2B gathering that will solve for a lot of the things that are missing from not having the trade shows. So the fact that Interbike, I think, migrated very naturally into Sea Otter, and now we're seeing outdoor recreation migrate into it, and that we all acknowledge the shared consumer. It just makes a ton of sense that this is, it's an outdoor recreation focused executive summit. And last year we launched it knowing that people had been kind of head down operating through just terrible headwinds. I mean, we learned a ton. We became, I hate to use the word nimble because it's just so overused right now, but we had to become nimble. We were PhDs in nimble, I think. And people wanted to come together and work on their businesses. They wanted to understand what risk needs today. They wanted to understand how to look at the way that they've always run their business and some levers that would make them jump ahead and be exceptional to their end consumer. While wholesale is still incredibly important, here we are on the NBDA podcast, it is literally like the gateway to the consumer. And I'm not sure that brands, whether they're bike brands or outdoor brands, have looked at the power of retail that way and the consumers congregating and building community around retailers. And I feel like that's all coming together in this incredible B2B opportunity. And the summit is, in my opinion, you can't miss it. I mean, if you're planning on 
being relevant to outdoor recreation enthusiasts going forward, this is the place for you to come and work on your business, expand your network, and really understand like not only what risk looks like today, but how to actually mindfully take risk to really propel your business forward and be more impactful, whether it's through corporate social responsibility or being great to your consumers. It's so important that we take this time to sit with other industries consistently telling top retailers or people in my network, we're too in the bicycle industry too often. And it kind of gives us blinders to other things that could really drive our industry. So firsthand for myself last year, when I attended the summit, I met with so many other leaders from other industries that I was able to learn what was working for them and then how we could apply it to the bicycle industry. So I am really thankful for the work you're doing here, Kristen. And I know you've been building out the program for April 2023. So can you give us a little bit about maybe the agenda or what to expect or what are some highlights that you believe will best support the leaders that will be takeaways from this year's event? Well, I always like to think of it as, you know, how is the consumer being trained? So as you were saying, Heather, you know, if we've been maybe two in the fishbowl, whether it's in cycling or whether it's in RV or whether it's in endurance or outdoor, coming together with other leaders who are working with the same consumers as you are, you can learn about how you can provide a better experience and be more impactful to that consumer. And I mean, you can look at it on the level of an Amazon, a Target, et cetera, and understand how they are reaching and engaging and nurturing consumers and realize that that consumer expects the same thing from bicycle retailer, but retailers on some level or outdoor retailers on some level. And so it's really important just to understand consumer trends and how they're being trained. And so we do spend a lot of time talking about that through different things that we've planned for the summit. But we also have a fantastic, we have to thank Frank for this one, but he came up with a great theme for us this year, which is burn the playbook. And I really love that. I mean, it's exactly what we're trying to do. It, you know, what's gotten us to this point is not going to get us to where we can go together. And so our kickoff keynote is Bryce Phillips and Scott Kerslake. Bryce Phillips is a founder of Evo, and he and Scott will be sitting and having a, a conversation to kick off our quote keynote in a way that I think is different and a lot more exciting than maybe a traditional conference would be. And ultimately, Bryce has built that business from the ground up and really you know, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. Like he really just reads where his community's going and he builds things for them. And and I think that that's going to be a fantastic way for us to kick off what we're doing together in Monterey. We also have some great leaders from broader retail who are really experienced and adept at bringing trends into specialty retail. And that's Chris and Anne from OmniTalk. So it's omnitalk.blog and it's a very, very popular retail event sorry, retail blog and retail podcast. And they're leading a panel to anchor day one with Eric Saltfold of Eric's Bike and Board, Rich Tower of Quality Bike Carts, and Elisa Walk of Burton to talk about what's working and what isn't with consumers today. As we go into day two, we have a fantastic kickoff from Adam Kramer with the Outdoor Alliance to talk about using your business voice as a vehicle for positive change. I just was talking with him this morning and, and working with him on his presentation. It's fantastic. And then we're ending day one with just a crowd favorite and Chris Fire with REI, who's planning on talking about exactly where you, you started us today, Heather, which is the incredible opportunity that we were given in outdoor recreation from COVID, all of the newcomers and how we have to work 
work hard and have fun to keep them and to have them feel like they're part of something bigger and how that ties into stewardship and everything else that REI is really shepherding and driving forward for our industry. So I just feel like we've got some incredible hitters on the, on the agenda this year. And, and the full overview can be found at theaterclassicsummit.com. And I also just want to say for all of the talk that we've had here on the podcast about industry day, being a little bit of a sleeper, perhaps really a pronounced like value add to everything that the expo attendees are are finding at Sea Otter, it, we're kicking off industry day at the aquarium on Wednesday night. That's going to be probably the powerhouse networking event. We're planning on inviting everybody who is exhibiting as well as all of the people, all the executives at the summit to come together at everybody's beloved networking hub in Monterey, which is the aquarium dinner and happy hour. And so I really invite everybody to please, please join us there. It's going to be a fantastic event. And I think it's going to just kick off Thursday in such a powerful way. So I want to make sure that we call that out as well. That's one of the things that I think is going to be super exciting about this year. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that that Wednesday night kickoff dinner. It does sound like the summit is a tremendous value for retailers, suppliers, anyone in the industry to attend to hear some key takeaways from some people who are really in it and considered leaders share some of their outlook. You know, Kristen, as you've been putting together the content, though, is there anything that to you, I don't know, maybe it would be like a risk factor or something that if you were going to put a call out to the industry, we need to focus on this for 2023 moving forward. Is there anything that you've just noticed as a trend line? Absolutely. It's moving faster. Okay. We've built our businesses, I think, to be profitable and to really be managed in a certain way. And oftentimes that can mean legacy approaches to business because we know how to work from those approaches and benchmark success going forward. And I think every single person we've chosen to speak and to be on panels is here to talk to us about burning that playbook, frankly, and sharing ideation on how to do that and sharing proven strategies. They may be proven in just the last 18 months, but they're still proven. <laughs> and also to really like embrace a mindset and an approach within our businesses where it's okay to fail. Trying and failing is really important. We're also very excited to feature pickleball. Well, that might seem like it's not like a, you know, a complete fit. It absolutely is. Because if you look at all of the people who have joined that, those are all outdoor recreation enthusiasts. They're every age, every walk of life. We're seeing cities building infrastructure, health clubs building infrastructure, and people just swarming the sport. And we do think that it's really important to share some learnings and pages from that playbook for our outdoor recreation executives attending the summit. So I'm really excited about that as well, because that'll be like a great inspiration and breath of fresh air. Yeah, it's always fun to get together and do something with, you know, outside of the meeting space with our colleagues, for sure. And I just want to also say, Heather, Lifetime has done such an incredible job creating a community gathering point and platform for pickleball within its clubs. So I also just think there's an awesome synergy with Lifetime and that topic, but there's also the fluency with outdoor recreation and cycling that, you know, they hold, I think, more than any other organization that I know of in this space. 
I'm so thankful that they're part of the Sea Otter Classic and can bring all their tremendous resources to our industry. Let's go ahead and just touch base on Industry Day. Let's go over here because I'm personally thrilled that the MBDA gets to play a part in that with bringing one of our P2 Profitability Project workshops to the Sea Otter, the Casa Amiga tent on Thursday. We also have VIP tours that are taking place as far as on the Industry Day. I know there's that networking social, that Wednesday night event. Holly, give us a little bit more on Industry Day and and what to expect. So you can definitely expect lots of meetings. I think they'll all be in the form of casual outdoor meetings and the opportunity to walk up to a brand that you perhaps have not experienced before, get to know their products, watch consumers interact with their products. I think this is a priceless opportunity that they would have. I would also jump in and add, Holly, from the expo side of things, You know, we've always had a unique benefit at Sea Otter. When you're an exhibitor, you get the access to the opt-in media list. So it's basically media who've agreed to have their information shared to exhibitors. And that's always been one of the most valuable things that exhibitors appreciate and ask for. And when we started the opt-in retail list this year, the excitement among brands was huge. I've had statements made to me like, this is incredible. You know, I can't believe I have the opportunity to meet with retailers, connect with retailers. So the, I can't stress enough how much the expo and brand side of things is appreciating the interest from the, the IBDs to come to Sea Otter and, and to connect at that venue. I think there's an enormous need for it as far as the exhibitors are concerned, and a great deal of appreciation for what the MBDA has done to pull that all together and facilitate that in a really real and quantifiable way. We're really excited for this inaugural event that we're hosting at the Sea Otter Summit and very thankful. Not only are we working in unison, which I I think is so important that our industry does need to unite to offer a complimentary four-day expo pass to retailers. That's a tremendous lift that you guys have put out there. So retailers can come take part in industry day and then also take part in the expo and enjoy that. And and that's a tremendous opportunity. So the industry day, the MBDA is thankful that we're able to host one of our P2 workshops. And the idea there is that we're going to bring together retailers with suppliers And we're going to talk about best business practices to drive revenue and success forward. It's such an important conversation. um, And we're so thankful to have it under the tent right at the show. And that's on Thursday. We already have several retailers signing up and then some suppliers, you know, some big names that'll be taking part in the conversation because they want to know how they can help support growth at the retailer level. Kristen, what are your thoughts about this? I just have to say, I want to wager that. We're going to look back on this conversation on the eve of the 2023 Sea Otter Classic. And we're going to look back and think that was the year where B2B really stood up and set up everything that they needed to in order to drive their businesses forward around the world's biggest consumer cycling event. So I just want to say right here and now, we're going to look back on this and say this probably even next year. Goosebumps. I'm with you, Kristen. I'm with you. 
So for our retailers who are listening, if you're MBDA members, do head over to the MBDA website under member savings. There is a link right to where you'll sign up for that complimentary four-day expo pass. You can also find that on the Sea Otter Classic website as well. Ladies, we have just covered kind of the gamut here going from the history to lifetime to the industry day to the kids events, the expo, the summit event. Anything else that I missed that you'd like to add here? It sounds like sea otter when you have so many things that you've covered in such a short period of time. (laughs) (laughs) It all fits together. I also just want to say, Heather, like you're doing such an incredible job offering a growth platform for specialty retail and and cycling. And I just really have seen such incredible progress under your leadership. So great job to you. And thank you for this furthering this incredible organization. And we really can't wait to see the expansion that you bring to Sea Otter and the experience for the brands and the retailers, all based on that consumer. Kristen, I'm so thankful that you said that we need each other. And, you know, I'm having this podcast opportunity today, you know, getting this out to our listenership. Listeners, we need you. We need you to attend Sea Otter. We need you. If you're a brand, tell your retailers. If you're a retailer, tell your brands, tell your suppliers. The more that we work in unison, I truly believe, you know, as Kristen said, the more we accomplish, the more we get done, the more we figure this out, we get the consumer involved, we get the ridership growth. Sarah, Holly, Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today on Bicycle Retail Radio. If anyone has questions, I mean, we're going to send them to the website. Is there an email address or someplace we could direct someone if they have specific questions that they can't find on the awesome websites? Oh, send them directly to me, Holly, at seattleclassic.com. <laughs> and that can go for the summit too this year. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I can't guarantee a 15-minute turnaround response on that, but... I will guarantee that I, I will I will respond quickly. Awesome. So listeners, that's Holly at CRclassic.com. Uh, once again, ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, thank you, you so much, Heather. It's been, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Bicycle Retail Radio. This podcast is designed specifically for the bicycle industry, dedicated to strengthening our retailers and cycling community. If it is your first episode, we urge you to take the time and listen to our past episodes. Support the show by first subscribing, then share your favorite episode online with friends. You can go one step further and leave a review. It helps members of our industry find our podcast. Special thanks to NBDA Development Director Rochelle Scouten for editing and promotional graphics. Music provided by Joel Picard.